from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast for women on leadership and life skills with Rhea Story. Rhea shares powerful life and leadership principles, helping you maximize your potential and become the woman God created you to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fearfully and Wonderfully Me, a podcast on life and leadership skills designed to help you become the woman God created you to be. Today's episode is um, a second in a series that I'm doing on resilience and what I call the resilience triad. And today's episode is focusing on the secret of strategy, so part two in a three-part series. Now, why resilience is important, we talked about this a little bit um, in episode, in the last episode, number 42, um, part one of the resilience triad, on how resilience is about, you know, we all experience adversity, particularly, you know, as women and, and as leaders, as influencers or influencers in our first our family, in our homes, but also in the in the community, but maybe at work as well. But every single one of us is going to experience adversity in life. There's gonna be problems, there's gonna be things that come up. And so how we deal with those problems and how we overcome them is often what determines our influence with other people. So as we're talking about, um, you know, part one of the series was locating my locus, and it was episode number 42. If you didn't catch that, go back and listen to that episode first. Well, today's episode is on the secret of strategy. So, you know, when we're talking about resilience and the, the resilience triad, the part one was... My, locating my locus of control, my internal locus of control. And that's all about acknowledging or recognizing that I can affect positive change in this situation. It's just recognizing that that I can do something. I'm not a victim um, of circumstances completely. There's something that I can do. So part one is about just recognizing that I can affect positive change. Well, today's episode is recognizing what positive change or action should I take. And that's the strategy. That's where the strategy comes in. So, you know, it really is about figuring out what is our strategy for coping or what is our strategy for moving forward out of this situation? What actions will I focus on? What can I do? And then doing it. You know, the execution is is more than half of the battle. Um, you know, Viktor Frankl said, "I can I can see beyond the misery of the situation to the potential for discovering meaning behind it, and thus turn apparently meaningless suffering into genuine human achievement." I'm convinced that in the final analysis, there's no situation that does not contain within it a seed of meaning. And Viktor Frankl, if you're not familiar with him, he wrote a fabulous book called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and he was a prisoner in uh, concentration camps. And he lost everything um, in the concentration camps. He lost his wife. He lost his parents. Um, you know, he, he lost a manuscript that he was working on in his life's work. But he survived. And he went on to create a concept called logotherapy which basically means that as people, as humans, we are searching for meaning, for purpose. We're searching for why. You know, why am I experiencing this? What's my overall purpose in life? 
So he really, you know, after he got out and he, he is a psychiatrist or was a psychiatrist, he did a lot of groundbreaking work on logotherapy and helping people, especially um, other Holocaust survivors, identify their why, you know, their meaning, why they were going through the circumstances to begin with, and how they could turn that into something meaningful. Now, what's interesting is that when we focus on a strategy for moving forward or coping in a situation, a lot of research shows us that the, the most effective way to help us um, mentally overcome something or, or be more resilient, one of the most effective ways for us to do that is to help someone else. And it might be just as simple as volunteering at the food bank. Or, you know, maybe it's it's um, sharing our story to help somebody else who's going through something similar. And Viktor Frankl recognized this same fact um, years and years ago because part of his concept of logotherapy was that he would ask that person to identify something that they needed to do, whether it was uh, help somebody else by volunteering or um, talk about their own experiences to help someone else. Or maybe it was just something as simple as, as writing a song. But he asked them to identify something that they needed to do that if, that if that thing did not get done, someone else would be suffering or someone else would miss out. And so part of man's search for meaning and his whole concept was that we as people have meaning in our lives when we help someone else. And, you know, it's learning to turn those painful experiences that we're going through into something meaningful by recognizing how that, how it shapes us, how it affects us. But what is the meaning behind it? What is the seed of meaning behind the experience? And it might be just as simple as how it affects me. You know, there's no doubt that painful experiences in life affect us. And the question is, how do they affect us? You know, there's absolutely no doubt that I'm a different person because of the abuse that I experienced for all of those years. And I can tell you that, I mean, it still affects me in many ways. Um, one of them is that I just, I still continue to have nightmares and and still continue to deal with that. And, you know, that's okay because absolutely adversity affects us. Pain affects us in life. It's just figuring out how it affects us and how we want to let it affect us. And that's really a decision that we make in saying, you know what, we're going through this suffering, but it doesn't have to define who I am. It influences me, absolutely, but it doesn't have to define me. Um, Eric um, Greetings is a Navy SEAL, and he said, uh, one mark of resilience is learning to tell which pain deserves our attention. Paying attention to every pain all the time doesn't lead to resilience. It just leads to whining. And, you know, resilience is recognizing, sure, we, we go through painful experiences in life, um, but we have to recognize which one or which thing that we're going through or what pain that we're going through deserves our attention. And we focus on that and we, we, we recognize that we're going through. It's not about saying, oh, this doesn't hurt or this isn't a good situation or this is you know, it's not that bad. It's not about saying or glossing over our, our pain or our adversity in life. It's about saying, yes, this hurts and that's okay. But what's the meaning that I can derive from this or what's the good? 
And sometimes just the good is is bearing a testimony to that and saying, you know what, it does hurt. It is painful, but it doesn't have to define me. I can overcome this. So kind of thinking about that and, you know, really then the secret of the strategy is, you know, recognizing that I can find something good or I can I can use this to some good or there is good or I can affect positive change. And then, well, what am I going to do about it? How am I going to turn this into something good? Because it, it won't happen by accident. Um, you know, if, if we don't do something, if we don't affect something to change or cause something to change, then it's just simply a painful experience or adversity that we're staring at. And, you know, that's miserable because if we don't turn it around for something positive, then it does define us. And a lot of times we um, even unconsciously fall into that victim mindset of saying there's, oh, this this bad, terrible thing happened to me. And, and unconsciously we let it affect us or change us or destroy us. Um, I have a, a good friend or a friend who, um, she's a speaker and an author, and she has a, a beautiful, sad, tragic story of her daughter. And um, several, several years ago, her daughter got cancer and um, it was just a heartbreaking experience and her daughter ultimately died. And but my friend Janice has been able to to turn that into something good by writing about her daughter Dawn's story and sharing that with other people and and recognizing that that horrible I mean that I can't imagine the the pain involved in losing a, a child especially like that and and she's been able to turn that into a beautiful thing by helping other people by writing about it and speaking about it and and saying here's what i can do here's the strategy i'm going to take from that terrible experience is here's how i'm going to turn that into a good thing you know and and when we can do that we find the meaning in it so number 1 recognizing that i can affect positive change number 2 well what what positive change or what positive action should I take? And that's our strategy when it comes to being more resilient. It's just sitting down and saying, rather than focus on how terrible this is, let me focus on what I can do about it. What is going to be my strategy for coming out of this, coming out of the darkness and, and going through to the other side? You know, what's the, the man or the woman in this case search for meaning um, and as we're searching for the meaning behind it, most often the most powerful thing that we can find is the meaning often is that we can turn that around and into a way to, to help someone else. Well, join me for part three. Um, it should come out this Friday, and that's going to be part three of this series of, of the Resilience Triad. Until next time. Start increasing your influence and maximizing your potential with Rhea's audiobooks. Available at audible.com, amazon.com, and iBooks. Please visit riastory.com to learn about Ria's books, resources, speaking, and training programs. Thanks for listening.